0: Hi, this is Arvin Tally with Elecsar Mortgage Lending, and today I have uh, Jack DeAngelis on the phone. And how are you, Jack?
1: Great, Arvin. Happy New Year
0: to you. Happy Good New Year to you. On the show with you. And
1: talk about business in itself. Thank you for being here. Well, I guess a- I can start off giving you a quick idea of where I've been, where we're going, what good I actually do, so... You uh, beat you me know, to it. i have some ideas, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, pretty give you get us going, but uh, my name is Jack, my last name is uh, Born in New York, I started my business um, career way back when, in the early, late 60s, in uh, commodity markets, down on Wall Street... Uh, um, I was a margin clerk I was a runner I was a write-up clerk on the Florida Exchange where they traded gold and silver and cotton and silver and OJ on the four-world trade center for almost 10 years um, and the last three years of my uh, career down there, I actually became a trader and leased a seat on the Comex Exchange and traded in the pit um, for silver and those three years um, is where I really got my business, made my money, uh, and learned about money. And I know people say, "What do you mean when you learn about money?" It's obviously the conversion of money, the value of money, how to trade money, and see what affects money. And one of the things that obviously uh, affect money is interest rates. You know, I always tell everybody, interest rates is the rent that we pay when we borrow money. Exactly. It's just the next way it works. And, and back in the uh, '70s and, and late '60s, uh, interest rates were high. Money was valuable, much more valuable than it is today. But the rates were high. And today, the rates are low, and that's basically a simulation of the fact that there's plenty of money out there. There's no shortage of cash. So in the last 10 years of my life, I'm in my late 60s now, I've moved into business loans, a little less stressful than trading markets, a lot less speculation. I don't trade or don't lend my own money. I'm a broker. I found, you know, good, dirty, different lenders from uh, A lenders to C lenders and to even D lenders. And when I say that an A lender is somebody who will lend money to a business when that person has high qualifications mm-hmm. and then a C lender or a D lender is someone who's going to lend money to someone who has less qualifications there's always a lender for every business owner if someone needs to borrow money there's somebody there to lend you money and the rates are going to depend on your qualifications that's kinda of how it works. You know, business isn't easy. I was a business owner for many years. After I made my money down on Wall Street, I owned art galleries and movie theater, limo services, video stores when there was video stores. Um and you'll learn the trials and tribulations. And not every business I was in was successful. And, but on the other hand, it helps me now communicate with business owners because I understand their plight. I understand what they do, especially small business owners. Um, You know, people who are privately owned companies that are doing less than a million dollars a year for business are considered small business owners. And small business owners have troubles and when it comes to using their money and planning, planning their money, in two years, eighty percent of new businesses close. They don't make it past two
0: years. That's quite and a few.
1: <laughs> that's a lot. And, no. and you know, the beauty about it is, just because you, you fail doesn't mean you keep going. I mean, and that's what we see in today's world. There's a lot of competition out there. You know, um, the that Offers a lot of information, a lot more than um, it was 30 years ago. But on the other hand, it also offers a lot of opportunity to people. But it offers the information that creates competition. And you know, what I know is, if I needed to buy a widget, um, and I'll just use the word widget. And if there was only one store in the world that owned widgets, and only one store in the world where you can get widgets, the person sells the widget controls the price but in today's world no matter what you sell I go to Mr. Google and I put the word widget in there and 50 or 60 different stores are going to come up and they're going to supply me with this widget and the prices will range and most likely I'm going to go to the person who has the most affordable price to of, and that creates a margin problem for business owners Especially a person who has a brick and mortar store, where he's paying rent, he's paying salaries, he's paying taxes, and he's trying to take care of his insurance. Um, margin is your profit. And if I can go buy something cheaper than you're selling it, I'm not going to shop in your store. And that's what we're seeing today. Right. And all around America, laws are closing. Um, so, you know, who borrows money? Why would you borrow money? Well, the, 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 the concept is when you're in business and you're looking to borrow money, and I hate to say it, but 50% of the people who call me are in distress. They have, um, somebody owes them money, somebody didn't pay their money, they gotta make payroll, they gotta pay taxes, and they need to borrow money to keep themselves alive. They gotta pay their rent, they had to move their store, um... On the other hand, there's also people who, um, like a liquor store, and he sees that the store down the block is going out of business, and they have $100,000 worth of retail liquor that they need to get rid of, and they're willing to sell it to him for $40,000. That's an opportunity to borrow money. Right? Right. It's an opportunity, you know, you can put it up on your shelves, as long as you got the time to wait, you're going to make some, you're going to make some money at it. And and, and that's the, the key, is all types of different opportunities where people look to borrow money. And I always tell everybody, myself, Robin, is that borrowing money is only a few things that we always look for. We want to pay the lowest interest rates possible. Right. We want to get the longest term possible so we have the smallest monthly payments. We want a no-prepaid penalty. So if I ever hit a windfall, I can pay it off and save myself some interest. Um, and I, want, I don't want to pay too many upfront fees to get the loan. Now, that's a perfect world. And I always tell everybody, listen, everybody wants that loan. you to borrow money... That's what
0: we want, right? uh, what percentage know, do they get these loans in real
1: estate? This is the key. It's the competition, but in the sense, it's your qualifications. Right. So uh, um, let's let's you gotta be in business. If you want to get a you want to get a, dig, a single digit interest rate and a business loan, and a business loan is an unsecured loan, meaning if someone's gonna write you a check to deposit money into your bank account and he's not going to attach or mean anything. He's just going to look for your good faith for you to work and pay back this loan. So he has a few different things that he's going to look at to see how you qualify. First of all, he's going to look at your FICA score. That's going to be the most... Now everybody goes, well, it's, that's my personal FICA score. What does it have to do with my business? Right? That's Everybody comes up with that question. So right. well, you own the business. So what they're going to look for. They're going to say, how do you, how are you, how are you paying your personal bills? This is going to reflect how your business is going to pay back. And, you know, the FICA score that most lenders will look for, if you want to get a single digit interest rate, meaning seven, eight, nine percent, you need a 740 FICA score. And you have to have a strong FICA score with a strong track record, with a good history, no judgments, no liens, no child support problems, no bankruptcies. This is when you're going to get the best score. You're going to get the best terms. You're going to get a good rate. You're going to get a no prepaid penalty. And I have products. I I have a product that I fit right into people. It's a 6.9%. It's 36 months. No prepaid penalty. A very small processing fee to get the job done. And boy, oh boy, when they qualify for it, it is a beautiful product. People just jump on it. But unfortunately, most people don't qualify for it. And when you look for more than $100,000... Most lenders are going to ask you for uh, your tax returns, your business and your personal. And business owners, um, I'm been in business, and I always tell everybody, nobody who's a small business owner, walks into their accountant, sits down with their accountant, and says, all right, let's find me the most profit and let me pay the most taxes I possibly can because I want to do that. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> they, they, they don't, do it, right? We all know that. I mean, uh, uh, you know uh, that. tax money is comes right out of the bottom line. When it interferes with your family, interferes with your, your cost of course, they doing business. So basically, we all sit down with our tax accountants and we uh, try to sit down and. No one wants to cheat anybody. You know? I'm never going to say people cheat, but what we do is we look to pay the least amount of taxes and to and to report the least amount of profit we possibly can. Unfortunately, this is a double-edged sword because basically when the lender looks at this, he doesn't take into consideration what you're doing. He says, well, this person's only showing making, he's doing $800,000 worth of business and he only made $30,000. As as an accomplishment for your accountant, I award him and I thank him because basically you pay very limited taxes. Because on $800,000 worth of business, you only showed $30,000 worth of profit, and you paid very little taxes. But on the lender's side of the fence, he looks at that and says, hey, this guy only made $30,000 last year. How's he paying me back? And that's really the question that every lender is going to ask. And I always tell everybody, hey, this is what the question is. How are you paying back? At the end of the month, on your bank statements, do you have excess cash left over? Most people know. They have to spend it, right? That's you know, well that's why I'm asking you to borrow money. Of course, but the lender's looking at and saying, Well, how are you paying me if there's no money left over at the end of the month? Right. During the month, you overdraw your accounts, you know, and I and believe me, like I said, I've been in business, I understand it, but these are the things the lender looks at. And SS. You you send them some checks out. You were expecting checks to come in, they never came in, and you bounced a check. Now, none of these things, are going to deter you from getting a business loan. There's a lender for every business owner. But, you know, I always gotta use common sense. Now, with these, obviously it represents risk. And the more risk the higher the rent you're going to pay on the money that you lend out Right. And so, 30 years ago, when I first got into business, it was the old saying, the bank's going to only lend money to people who don't need the money. That's who the banks lend money to. And there was very few private firms that were reaching out to businesses to help me. Today, it's an enormous business. And billions of dollars are being lent out to business owners and giving them opportunity to use money. But these working capital loans, as they're called, have daily payments. I'll give you a quick example of how this works. Let's just say, and I'm going to use a small number of $10,000 loans. They're going to look for you to pay them back in 100 business days. 100 days, 100 business days, meaning the banks are open. So no weekends and no holidays. And the rate is going to be high. If you don't have that 700 plus credit score, your rate is going to be called a factor rate, not an APR, a factor rate. Meaning it'll be a 135, 145, but let's just say it's a 135. Meaning that for 100 days, they will deduct. Through an ACH process, a hundred and thirty-five dollars a day for a hundred business days. Meaning you borrow ten thousand, and in a hundred to business days, you pay back thirteen thousand five hundred. Now, if I wanted to say what the percentage is, it's a pretty simple percentage: It's thirty-five percent on the money. If you wanted to figure it out under an APR, you're probably going to go into the bathroom and throw up because right. you've really paid that fee.
0: <laughs> You multiply that by more than three, and that's the percentage, because you're talking about a full year of 365. There
1: you go. And, and, just, and this, this, is, this is capitalism. Um, this is how it works. So I always I always, you know, I sit down with young business owners, and, and I talk to young business owners. I think to them, you know, we all get caught into the daily hustle and bustle we have an idea, we want to get into business and I recommend planning, working on your FICA score, as much as your business You work on your FICA score, planning, working on your P&L, showing your balance sheets, creating these information because the more that you control a lender, the better the rate could be. No, you don't, if you ask for a p and uh, most business owners, I deal with, they don't even know what that what I'm talking about. Right. You know, what's your debt schedule? What do you mean a debt schedule? You know, what's your receivables? Ah, you know, I'm, 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 you know. So these are the things that you need to sit down and sit with your accountant and, and get this all set up because the more that you have a plan, the more that you know what has to go out, the better it is because the rates are going to be high. And you're going to have to be able to be able to proceed and understanding that it's the cost of doing business and are you going to make enough to make sense? And that's what I try to do is offer a uh, uh, decision, help to make that decision. Can you make money by borrowing money and paying 35% on it? You know, like I said, if someone said to me, listen, I can buy $100,000 worth of um, and put it in wine and put it on my shelves and I only got to pay $30,000 for it well if I got to pay 50% on the money I'm still making $50,000 exactly after I paid my bill so okay this works You know, I got the patience I got the time I'm going to crunch the numbers a little bit in the beginning it's going to be a little painful in the beginning but the long, run plan I'm going to make money doing this if I'm, if I'm a doctor and I'm going to bring in another doctor and i got to set him up and it's going to cost me $50,000 to get him set up in my office and be able to buy all the equipment that he needs to get to work but in the long run three or five years down the road what well, he's going to be producing and creating revenue for me is you know, three times the money that I'm going to spend so yes and again like I said you know got to remember, it's unsecured loans. It's just good faith payment. They're not meaning anything. They're not going to attach anything. All they're really doing is lending you money and hoping you're going to be paid back. And they found a niche. They found business owners are willing to do it. And I've been able to broker tons of loans over the last 10 years. And, and I, I feel comfortable when I tell people, as a broker, I get a lot of times people often call me and tell me, are you you the lender? Are you the guy with the money? And I try to talk to him, listen, you're not looking for that guy. Because the guy who's going to lend you money and use his own money is going to be more particular. He's going to be more stringent than anybody because it's his money. On my side of the fence, hey, I'm a broker. So I have my A lenders, if you qualify for the A loan, so they get a great rate. And I got my C lenders and my F lenders and my, you know what I'm saying, and the D right. lenders. For guys, you know, who have problems and who have issues. And who will, like, anybody who's in business, you know, small business has been using their credit cards. You know, when, when they had to, had to reach out and buy product or buy inventory. And we all know nowadays that fighter score is, you know, the golden goose, you know, whoever has it. But you can't have a $10,000 credit card and have an $8,000 balance and expect your fighter score to be high.
0: Right.
1: You know, and I understand it, like I said, in a business. And I don't fool people, but I try to explain that qualifications are the most important factor when you're in business. And yes, you're going into business today, but I expect that you should expect to be thinking that I will be in business in five years from now. And if I'm going to be in business in five years from now, I will need to borrow money because that's today's world. Borrowing money is prevalent. They've lent more money out. There's trillions of dollars. The American public owes in a total of 74
0: trillion dollars crazy number that is eye opening
1: (laughs) 74 (laughs) trillion dollars now I explain to people yes they owe 74 trillion but they're paying the interest is more than close to 4 trillion dollars a year it's being paid by that debt you know I, I, you know GDP, right? Mm-hmm. The United States is number one. We're about twenty-one, twenty-two trillion dollars, you know uh, we've got a great economy. And then you go to China, which is about fourteen. But four trillion dollars would make us the fifth largest country in the world, meaning that we pay an interest on our debt more than 150 other countries in the world if it took the 155 largest countries in the world we would be fifth with okay. just the interest that we pay on the debt that we have out there that sounds now you gotta look at the money that the banks are making and why the bank stocks are doing so well if because they lend us money and this house of cards is being built and I don't want to get, you know, no. scary, but we all know this this bill's going to come into debt. You know, the government is $22 trillion in debt. You know, uh, a, 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 a trillion and a trillion dollars and more that we spend in, on revenue from our taxes. Uh, so the, the debt is very important. But. If you don't borrow money, if you know, like they say, if everybody's doing it and you don't do it, how do you how do you stay in business? So you gotta join in. So yes, you looked to get the best rates, to get those best rates, you gotta have the best qualifications and there's nothing more than that. That's it. And you gotta be able to fight for it because listen, as a business owner, your health insurance has quadrupled over the last. 20 years and you're in your own business you pay your own insurance or you don't have insurance you've got employees their taxes has gone up unemployment taxes gotta be paid i mean to run a business and to pay all the taxes and to keep up with all the health care for your employees this is enormous and where's this money come from the margin on your product I was in business in the 70s and I owned an art gallery and I'll share this with you before the internet I would buy I'm going to use numbers I would buy something for $100 and be able to sell it for $300 I had $200 worth of profit two to- three times what I would pay for it that's what I was selling it for by the time I went left and sold that business, in the late 90s, the internet was prevalent. I mean, there was a time when people used to say, you crazy you're buying something over the internet? Now, right. today, everybody does <laughs> That same $100 product, I was selling for $115. That's like and, nothing, practically, when you were used to getting that, 300 that is, Now, now, now you have to sell quantity. Right and to get the quantity that means I have to expand my market base to expand my market base i got to expand my marketing advertising darn it right that's exactly. all costs. Now, how hard is it to be in business it's difficult and I take my hat off to these business owners they are the backbone of our country but they have a tough tough road And unfortunately, in today's world, when the stock market is reeling like it is right now, because most companies are rebuying their own stock, taking their stock, borrowing against it, buying more of their stock to drive the prices up, how do I compete? Again, I had talked to them and I understand clearly their battle. But in today's world, how do you find that perfect product where I'm the only person in the world who has it so I can control the price of it? It's almost impossible. Yeah. And the world market is worldwide now. I mean, you, know, you go on eBay or you go on one of these internet sites and you look to buy something? China. How do you compete with China when China is owned by the government? So they can charge whenever they want to charge on a product. So, you know, just today it's tough. So again, as you know, as a broker for business loans, I tell people, listen, I'm going to do my best to get them what they qualify for. I always tell them, especially people when I, when I sit down and I talk to young business owners who are just getting into the, to the business. You gotta get all your ducks in a row, you gotta cross all your T's. you gotta cross but not all your I's, you gotta have great balance sheets, you gotta have good FICA scores. You just can't go into business because you wanna be in business, because you think that you wanna be in charge, because eventually like eighty percent of new businesses, you will fall to the wayside and someone'll gobble you up and take you over. So you know, as, as, as a young businessman, I used to tell everybody, don't borrow money. Why would you want to borrow money? I mean, why would anybody want to be in debt? What does debt mean? That means that I owe somebody something. That means that every day I'm waking up not just for myself, but I'm waking up for you too. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know, the, the Bible has a great saying, the, the lender, the borrower is the slave to the lender. And that's the truth. And if you borrow money, yes, you are. And I know you must sound crazy coming from a guy who this is my business. But I recommend, no, don't borrow money. But unfortunately, to be in business, in today's competition, in today's world, there's no other way of doing it. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean uh, listen, how many people buy a car or buy a house? That's personal cash by I think statistically less than 7% of homes are purchased outright, I mean, 93% of homes that are purchased are purchased with a loan exactly. right, cars I think it's even less less than 5% of cars that are purchased are purchased
0: outright that means 95% of cars are purchased with a loan. Look at student debt. How many kids go to college and are able to. Live there? That debt is it over is a trillion.
1: Over a trillion. Again, $73 trillion worth of debt. This is in respect, take all our money, take all our homes, take all our stocks, take all our bonds, take our assets, our hard assets of Americans. We have $148
0: trillion. But $73 trillion of it, half of it. It's quite a bit, yeah. Half of it
1: is old
0: Someday, someone's going to knock on the door and say, hey, I
1: want my money. The rent is you know, due at some point. point, exactly. And that's what that's. That's what we sit on, you know, and I always tell people that this is what this is all about, is that yes, things may be seemingly good, but it's debt that is creating the excitement. It's stocks going higher because the owners of the stocks are buying their own stocks, then they're taking their stocks and they're bringing it to the bank and then they're borrowing money on it and then they're buying more stocks inflating the prices because they just and why wouldn't the bank want that to happen because don't they want the stock that they just let money on to go down right. right I mean real estate god almighty I remember in in uh, 1968 I was going into the army and my father had a home in Brooklyn and he could not sell the home in Brooklyn for 11 Thousand dollars. <laughs> now, back in the sixties, it, you know, it wasn't credit cards, yeah. it wasn't the debt, it, money was backed by gold and so, silver. Uh, uh, I mean, dollar was a dollar. And, and, well, I wish that was still to this day. I mean,
0: my first full time job was sixty eight dollars a week. I'm and sorry to 100- cut you off, Jackie. Uh, I would love to have you on the podcast again to continue this, but how would the audience reach you as we have seconds left of the. Your businesslendergmail.com
1: 949 439 7527 Jack, last name D'Angelo. I'd be happy to answer any of the questions. And that